You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richie Castellano. Today's episode is going to be about my trip that I just took to Ohio State University. This was last month in March, and uh, I know a few people were curious to you know what I was doing there, what the trip was about, and I want to fill you guys in on all that fun stuff. It was a great trip. Uh, but first, let's take care of a little bit of business. Uh, if you want to support the show, use our tip jar. That's richiecastellano.com slash tip jar. It brings you to a PayPal page. And uh, it does, and you know, we appreciate when you do that. It's just a regular form here. And if you use Amazon, you can go to riotcast.com slash bandgeek, hit the Amazon banner at the top of the page, then do your shopping like normal, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps to show out. Then, if you want to buy some cool bandgeek merch, head on over to richiecastellown.com, and you can find our Streamlabs merch store. We have all these cool hats. We got a Your Mix is Whack hats. I mean, not, not hats, excuse me, uh, shirts. Uh, shirts, and uh, we have some mugs and some posters. I also have some signed stuff on my website, so uh, be sure to check that out. So that's the business. So now let's talk about what I was doing there. So the uh, director of jazz studies at Ohio State University, now they have a serious jazz program. It's, it's uh, pretty, you know, uh, the kids were playing some pretty challenging stuff, and it was straight-ahead jazz. Like, there was a lot of, you know, traditional stuff. Um, they, he reached out to me, his name is Sean Thunder Wallace, and he reached out to me, uh, after watching some of my YouTube videos, uh, and he said I would be a, a good candidate to be the headliner at their 42nd annual jazz festival. So, um, I, you know, I was interested, we, we went back and forth on the phone a few times, and, uh, he said, you know, you come down, you'll play a show with us, do some rehearsals, uh, jam with the kids, and, uh... It's funny, I'm calling them kids, because I, I, I still think of myself as that age, but now I realize I was in college 20 years ago. Yikes. Uh, and, um, and also do some clinics, teach some classes, and, you know, I was into it. So I went there, and uh, they, they handed me an itinerary of different things I was going to do, and it was a really great trip. So I want to take you through some of the things I did, because I thought this was a really cool thing that they did. Uh, just to give the students access to people that might not necessarily be in their field. Because a lot of, uh, to be honest, most of these students are studying, you know, jazz performance. So to uh, have access to someone who, you know, who makes their living as a rock musician, uh, is it shows, it, it gives the, the students another, just another perspective on things, another way to do things, you know, because all their professors are pretty much jazz professors. So it was cool. So the first thing, they, well, they handed me this itinerary, and the first thing on the itinerary was a jazz jam. 
session with the students, and it was run by professors. Uh, and there were um, it was run by a professor Mike Smith, who I loved. He was great. Um, I just liked the way he broke things down. He was a really charismatic professor. Like you could you could see him being uh, people's favorite teacher just because of how you know uh, excited he gets about music. And uh, on the technical side of things. There was a trumpet player, Anthony Stanko, who was unbelievable, and uh, who I, I tried to steal a few licks from because he was great, and he was, uh, you know, giving everybody some pointers, and I was, you know, I was absorbing this at the same time as the students, and then there was uh, Dave Powers, is that his name? Did I get that right? I think I got that right. Yes, Dave Powers, who was like a, a, a walking uh, songbook. He, know, he knew everything, and he had... He, Sang great and played great. It was awesome. But the the topic of the class was rhythm changes. So um, if you don't know what rhythm changes are, it's the song, I Got Rhythm. I got rhythm. I got music. I got my God. Who can ask for anything more? Um, now, uh, in the jazz genre, I sound like Bill Cut. In the jazz. No, I, I, I got to stop that. Um, in, the, in jazz, let me just say it like that. Uh, that's a tune that has been repurposed so there's i got rhythm but then there's a bunch of other tunes that have been written uh where they take a new melody and put it over those chords so it's very important for jazz musicians to be able to solo over that and to understand it now i am not a jazz musician so um you might be wondering why i was asked to be a headliner at the 42nd annual jazz festival because you know the the running joke on band geek is that i can't play jazz now i can i can get by um but the point of it was that their show band is their only, like, pop band, I guess, their non-jazz band. So they asked me to play with that band. So I wasn't, like, you know, playing Donna Lee. I was playing Billy Joel tunes and, and rock songs. So that's why I was involved. But that being said, there was a lot of jazz going on. So I just sort of walked in with my guitar to this uh, jam session as an observer, and, and Mike Smith asked me to come in and play and it was fun because I haven't really played that kind of music in a school setting for a long time. And uh, I played it. And I think I have like about one good chorus in me of of rhythm changes. And luckily everybody in the room was taking one chorus. But then, of course, me being the guest, they asked me to keep playing. That's when I start, you know, repeating myself and playing blues licks that don't belong in rhythm changes. But after that... Uh, after we did like the lesson part, we kind of sort of cut loose a little bit, and we did a blues. Now there's jazz blues, which is um, is this thing on? Yeah, jazz blues is like when you go, you know. Well, but uh, you 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 put more chords in, and it's two fives and whatever. So they want to do a straight up Chicago blues. And which was very, very nice to me. <laughs> I think they were being kind to me. But I, I taped a little bit of the students playing, and this is what it looked like. So that was really cool of them to do that and to play something I was a little more familiar with. 
they actually uh, one of the the professors, Dave Powers, he actually taped me playing over this. So this is what that sounded like. So that was that was cool. That was fun. And that was just like an optional thing I did on the first night. So then uh then I started we started doing some work. So I also got to that was one of the optional things I said, but they also had concerts that they would do um with they did like um uh some student concerts. I got to see all the student bands, the ensembles. They had two big bands. It was all wonderful like real you know, challenging stuff, straight ahead jazz. They had like a fusion band, a, a bebop band, a Latin, all this, all this different kind of stuff. Um, so the next day, one of the things I did was I taught a guitar class, and that was really cool. And uh, I thought I was going to be talking about, you know, licks and scales and whatnot, but they were really interested in gear. That's what uh, I think that um, uh, they've been focusing on technique and 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 uh you know repertoire and the stuff you're supposed to talk, to focus on but they don't really spend a lot of time talking about the tech side of things and that seemed to be what I was focusing on a lot uh I brought the I don't have it with me right now I brought the uh, HX stomp with me um I was going to bring the full size helix but I you know I decided that it was just too much to carry so I programmed all my tones into the HX stomp and you know what I'll put a link below to my custom tone page uh, if you want to download some of my settings, my HX Stomp settings. Uh, so they were really curious about that because I was, you know, like for example, they gave me an amp to plug into and instead of plugging into it, I plugged into the, uh, the, uh, aux input of the amp and just used my modeling sound. So they were really curious about that, how, you know, because I think when you're not out there, when you're not doing gigs, you uh, you have sort of a perception of things that are based on like what you read on the internet, and the way I use the modeling stuff is it's not to to claim superiority over you know huge pedal boards and tube amps. It's a necessity. It's I need to do it to make my gig easier, and to, uh, just because of the the amount of flying I do. So they were curious about that. They were curious about you know getting sounds tech, gear, guitars, and we talked all about that, and that was cool, and we, I also started rehearsing with the students, they, they broke me off into sectionals, and here is a, a sectional I did with the uh, vocal students, let me put this up, here we go, what are we called again? OSB Vox, this is the vocal <laughs> section, the OSB Vox, I've never had this many singers. Check this out. <laughs> Let's do it. One, two, a one, two, three, four. Tell her about it. 
You know, I, they broke me off into sectionals. I also did a uh, guitar sectional, which is pretty cool. I'll show you that. One, two, one, two, three. That's uh, we we decided to do the rehearsals that way. Well, Sean Wallace did that. We were going to do the rehearsals where I would meet a couple times with the singers, meet with the guitar players, and go over our parts ahead of time just to get our stuff together in that respect. So I thought that was pretty helpful, uh, a, a helpful way to do it. So um, another thing that I ended up doing was I. Uh, I also taught some clinics, but those came after the show. So maybe we should talk about the show first. Yeah, let's do it that way. So the show was a uh, – it was a – I, I got the benefit of seeing the whole festival because I went to every show. And they had an alumni band. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. Uh, it was a trombone player who was an alumni. Uh, they had a great piano player, Xavier Davis. I got to you know see all this amazing jazz. And I – you know. I was sort of under the impression that when they said they had a jazz program, like, because with most schools, jazz means, at least it did when I was going to school, jazz meant anything that was not classical. But they were doing, like, traditional jazz, so I was just wondering how how the band I was going to be playing with fit into everything. But it was cool, because it was different. So, um, let me talk about the show. Oh, I'm forgetting one thing. Okay, I just remembered. I, 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 I have something to remind me here. Uh, to promote... The show, we did uh, local news, uh, NBC, to, uh, we went on, on news at like 6 in the morning. That was fun. But, uh, you know, I, I joke that I know, I know four jazz tunes, and they wanted to do Billy's Bounce, which is not one of my four jazz tunes, so I must have practiced that in the hotel room about a thousand times. But here's that. I'll play that for you guys. And that's Sean Wallace on sax. Emerson Slicer on keyboards.
Yes. Oh, some soulful music before 7 a.m. I love it. If you guys were just here every day, this would really get us off going in the right direction. <laughs> but it's a really great event, and I'm sure that you really hope that families come on out and show their kids what they could get into. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important for the children. So the Jazz Festival continues tonight. It features the Ohio Show Band with Richie Castellano tomorrow. There will be jazz clinics, of course, and the closing concert is tomorrow night at 6. So a lot of fun. Liz, we got the special treat this morning. It was so cool. And we this did. Is def- so. <laughs> well, this weekend. That was, that, was, that was really fun to play, you know, over jazz changes at 6 in the morning. Because that's, you know, that's the great time to do that. But anyway, that was, that was very cool. Um, here's a cool picture I took. I know this is kind of silly, but this is a picture I kind of liked. They had like a, a headline billboard thingy. I thought that was cool. I don't know. Um, so this is all leading up to the concert. And I'll play you some st- songs from the concert. We did like, I think, eight tunes. I'm going to just play a few of them. And I might skip around a bit. So here's some of the concert. Now, they did one set of uh, of pop tunes. Then they came back with some gospel. And then I came on after the gospel. So here's that one.
All right, so there. Uh, so uh, we did that. The next thing we did was a Chicago tune. Um, and one thing I want to uh, point out is this was really challenging. We did everything on in-ears, and there were clicks, and we were playing with tracks. And you can't see this on the side of the stage, but there were uh, there were video screens with like you know cool stuff to look at. So Sean really has this like whole integrated uh, thing. But it, it's it's very challenging because like the 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 spaces in between the tunes are very tight. The 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 countins are tough. So it 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 was very tricky. But let me show you the next. We had the Chicago tune here. Um, I think I, we had a full start on this tune. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm sparing you the full start. If you want to see the whole video, I'm going to put a link in the description so you can watch the whole video, uh, un unedited by me. <laughs> There we go. Children play in the park below. I'm alone in the dark. That was cool. Um, there, you're gonna hear a little something in my voice. I'm not making excuses. I'm, I'm happy with this. Uh, 
I didn't go for the woo because I'd been talking all week and I rehearsed all, all week for this and I rehearsed that day. So I was kind of like si- singing around things. Let me see what the next tune is here. This was cool. If you want to see the whole thing, again, link below. I'll play a bit of the last tune. Um, I did a solo in uh, in Karen Wayward's Son, which I thought was cool. Not a solo. I did um I did a solo in this one later, but we did we ended with Karen Wayward's Son. Where did my mouse go? There it is. All right, so let me play the last tune. We we also did um we also did a couple BOC tunes. So again, if you want to see those, watch that. I'm just gonna skip those for now, just for just to not make you watch the whole video in this video. You can always link back to it below.
Just to get I love the, I love the horns. So again, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but that was cool. And the way the uh, after the show, the next day they did a whole series of clinics, which I thought were really cool. And um, I I was doing three clinics. I did one for high school students, one for music ed students, and one for performance students. So the um, the one I did for the high school students, they wanted like a, a biographical thing. So I did this cool thing. I thought it was cool. Um, when I try to teach music, I the I I explain the way I learned music. The way I learned music was through the history of rock and roll, and it just so happened that when I picked up a guitar, the first thing I was into was fifties rock and roll. I was into uh, Little Richard. I was into Richie Valens, Elvis, Chuck Berry. That's that's what I liked. That was my stuff, and I explained how the simple chord structure, you know, it was great for a beginner. And then when I sort of wanted to learn something a little more complex, I moved on to the 60s, to the Beatles, and and, and learned about, you know, song structure and more advanced chords and a little bit of lead stuff. And then when I wanted to learn something a little more complex, I moved on to late 60s guitar stuff, Hendrix, Clapton. You know, those are, those are, I love... I love Eric Clapton. I love Jimi Hendrix. Uh, all that kind of stuff. A little more blues-based, uh, harder stuff to play. And then when I wanted to learn something a little more complex than that, 70s, I, I was introduced to Queen. Uh, yes, Pink Floyd, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Genesis. So I learned all that more progressive uh, stuff, a little more virtuosic. And then when I wanted to really, you know, sort of push myself as a guitar player and learn stuff that was really challenging to play. Then I got into 80s rock. I got into Eddie Van Halen. I got into Yngwie Malmsteen and guys like that. So more of the shred stuff. So that's like how I, that was my musical development and how every time I wanted to, I wanted something next, I just looked at what the history of rock and roll had next for me. So I sort of talked about that and I talked about my family and my dad and my uncle and uh, and my career and YouTube and like you know with the Bohemian Rhapsody video and Blue Oyster Cult and I talked about all that stuff. Um, that was that was fun to talk to high school kids. And then the uh, the next thing I did was for music ed. That one was a little weird because um, 
I talked about a lot of like guitar player stuff because that's what they wanted, but there were mostly like band directors there. But still, I was able to show like like one thing I said for example is like if you're if your guitar if you're if you're doing a jazz band and the and the, the the chart says C major nine, your guitar player is playing a C major chord because most high school guitar players don't know um, you know four note chords or five note chords. So I said it might be a good idea as a jazz band director to have like a chord chart that you can if, when you hear the kid playing a power chord because he doesn't he's not sure maybe you can go over to him and say okay look here's the shape try to learn this. Uh, but the the most interesting clinic I did was for the performance majors, and uh, I basically just talked about. I started talking about like how to get gigs, not how to get gigs, but like the right attitude to have. Um, and it's simple stuff like showing up prepared, um, not being a jerk, doing your homework, having your sounds all together before you show up, like, you know, basic stuff like that. Also like the power of referrals, like don't refer someone who's the jerk, like, you know, make sure you always refer good people. Um, and when you are referred, like when someone refers you, make sure you, you, you know, do a good job for the person who refer. It's like referrals, but the real uh, focus of it was on uh, YouTube and social media uh, because I think that a lot of the students and the faculty were curious about how YouTube works and how I use YouTube. And one of the one of the things that came up was, you know, why why would I do like we were talking about like for example, um, gear reviews, right? And one person said, uh, I might be paraphrasing, but you know, said why would I do? Why would I bother doing a review on this sax mouthpiece when there's 20 reviews on YouTube already? And I thought that was a very good question. And the answer to that is because people haven't seen the way you break down info, and that's that's what I find is very important with this social media where everybody has a platform. Is that it's not about being the first person to do something it's about presenting information in the way you present information because there are youtube channels that i follow specifically because i like the way the person speaks or i like the way they break down info so that's why like you really shouldn't be discouraged by looking at any of this stuff but it was it was a it was a really great class and i it was supposed to be like 50 minutes and it ended up being an hour and 20 minutes cuz everybody had so many questions and it was really fun so that's what i did at uh ohio state university it was a it was a really fun most of a week i guess it was like 4 or 5 days i was there but you know they got <laughs> they they got a lot out of me and i and i was happy to do it cuz everybody was so cool and and everybody was talented. The students were really talented. The teachers were all great. They were super nice, fantastic players. It was a really great environment. And I would love to do something like that again. And, uh, yeah, so that's the video. Thanks for watching. And, uh, yeah, check out the links below. I have the things I mentioned. I guess I'm, I'm putting the uh, HX presets and the full video to the show if you want to check it out. And that's it. I'll see you guys next time.